0: A chill went down Chloe's spine as she was ushered through the dark doorway into the council chamber. She looked back at Jasper and Mitchell, who were following close behind. She could see their eyes widen. They had been looking forward to meeting the abbess, but now felt a bit intimidated, seeming quite small standing in the centre of this room. Facing them were four large, ornate chairs on a raised platform. The chairs were arranged in a slight semicircle to match the curve of the room itself. This also provided the very unnerving effect of making every chair face you directly, looming from above. On the central chair, behind a long, low table, was a large badger, wearing a simple violet-coloured robe tied with a thin white rope. The badger addressed Saga as he took a seat in the empty fourth chair, leaving the three of them standing in the centre of the room.
1: Hi, we're glad you're here. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Scribbler's Story.
2: Hello, Saga. I see you have rounded up our invaders.
3: Yes, Abbas. These are the children who were found.
2: Well, hello children. I must admit this is quite a surprise. I'm Abbas Lillian. I oversee the operations of the Scriptorium, as well as the lives of those who live and work here keeping order and giving guidance. You've already met Saga, our chief gardener and groundskeeper. This is Head Scribe Bartimaeus and Master Illuminator Zimri.
0: Beside her was an unusually large black cat with sleek black fur and piercing green eyes, dressed in a grey-blue robe tied with a gold cord. Beside her was a large, imposing figure, taller than Saga, though not as broad, a moose, with huge antlers, a coarse white beard, a green robe with a gold cord, and a dark scowl. Speak now! Where did you come from? And
1: why are you here?
4: Um, we're from above you, I think. British Columbia, it's called. Really nice place you have here, by the way.
1: Yes, the
2: scriptorium is quite amazing.
1: This is not a place for tourists to wander around. We are here fulfilling our sacred duty. And now, that duty has been disrupted. First the fire, and now humans. In the scriptorium, nothing good can come of this. Perhaps you are the cause of this catastrophe.
4: Wait, that wasn't us. When we got here, the fire had already started.
1: Humans have not set foot here in many decades. And the day you arrive, the scriptorium is set to blaze. How can you explain that?
4: Well, it was kind of an accident. We met one of your rabbit monks. It's very grumpy, by the way. And it seemed like he was scared. And he said something about the library being in danger, so we followed him here.
1: This is forbidden. Humans are banished from these grounds. But when we saw the fire, we knew we had to do something.
4: Yeah, we helped put out the fire. Honest.
1: Are we to believe the words of these strangers... Who intrude upon our sanctuary?
4: Ask Saga. He was there.
2: Saga, is this true?
3: It is, Abbas. The humans fought the blaze alongside our own. We have not yet uncovered the cause of the fire, but the children arrived with Plum Tree after the fire was started, and were instrumental in stopping the blaze from spreading.
2: Very well. And while we may be grateful for your efforts, it is of little help. Alas, the damage has been done. But everyone seems okay. Yes, but the blaze reached the library. Saga, what is the state of things?
3: As it stands, there was no loss of life. But the west wing of the library has suffered greatly. I'm afraid many of the stories were lost.
0: (sighs) The entire council let out exclamations and groans of dismay.
2: This is indeed a terrible tragedy.
4: They're just stories, right? Can't you get them back or get new
2: ones or something?
1: Just stories? They are true stories. Threads
2: of breath. Threads of breath? What is that supposed to mean? These are no ordinary stories. When a true story is written down, there's a resonance of power, which comes from a breath of Elohim.
1: This power is what keeps the planet spinning and allows the cycles to continue.
2: What
0: cycles? The cat, silent until now, spoke at last with a soft voice and a hint of smile on her lips.
1: All of them, the cycles of time and life. The very fabric of reality is
2: dependent on these story threads. Where is this fabric then? It's not a physical fabric. It's more of a force or a membrane, an energy that is all around us. We help to protect this fabric by making sure the story threads are copied down and preserved here in the Great Library.
4: Okay, seems like an important job, keeping the plant spinning and all, but how do you know these stories are true when you're writing them
2: down? The humans ask such interesting questions. There are a few ways of knowing, of sensing the breath within them.
4: Okay, now
2: I'm lost. Look, you said the scriptorium was about copying
4: down these stories to preserve them, right?
2: Yes. It is our sacred duty to maintain the texts.
4: Yeah, why don't you just ask this Elohim guy to help you out? Problem solved.
2: They know nothing of Elohim.
4: Elohim is the power that propels life. The
1: creative force that keeps gravity intact. That beckons every flower to bloom. Do you think we can summon this power anytime we want? We can't ring a bell and ask it to rectify our mistakes. Like some kind of scribe in training messenger bird.
4: Chloe, it sounds like this Elohim character can't really run errands. Well, fine. But if these true stories are so powerful and important, why can't you just get some new copies?
2: Our collection is vast, but the stories we have were collected long ago. There is no way to bring them back without going outside the scriptorium. To make a new copy of a true story, one would have to venture forth into the above world and find a storyteller. They would be able to relate the story anew, And then the scribes could make a copy for the archives. Well, why don't you do that then? Go
4: get the stories.
2: Absolutely not. We are the Forest
1: Council. We do not leave the scriptorium. What about the other animals? Can they go get them? The other animals? Preposterous! Hmm, it is a fair question. After all the seekers once had the courage to venture out.
2: We are scribes, young one, diligent, perhaps, and wise at times, but not exceedingly brave and not very strong. There was a special order of scribes long ago who would seek out new stories, but they were disbanded after the calamity. Nowadays, once they pledged themselves to the scriptorium, A scribe will almost never leave this place.
1: And why should they? We shut our doors to the outside for a reason. The Seekers were a part of the danger. We can't risk being vulnerable.
4: Well, then let us do it. We can collect the stories again and bring them back to the scriptorium. You can test them for breath and then write them down to keep them safe. Chloe? Maybe we should have a team meeting before you volunteer us for something crazy.
1: Yes, I concur.
4: Trust me. Let us do it.
1: But you are a human child, and humans cannot be trusted. This is the way it has always been.
4: Not always. Long enough. That's not fair. You don't even know us.
1: We know your kind
4: give us a chance at least to prove ourselves absolutely not we're offering to help you and you won't even give us a chance
1: the scriptorium has already sustained enough damage we won't let you do any more
4: we already told you that's not our fault
0: enough the large badger raised her hand and her voice rang through the room silencing everyone
2: master bartimaeus is right The Scriptorium has not seen humans for many centuries, and that's for good reason. After the calamity, the Council saw fit to forbid any humans to set foot in our lands to protect ourselves. Exactly. But perhaps it's time we changed our minds. What?
1: Lillian, you can't be
2: serious how intriguing the truth is you did well children in coming to our aid perhaps we have grown complacent sequestered away with our noses buried in our books we may have need of your courage
3: agreed
1: this is
2: magnificent this is outrageous calm yourself bartimaeus as Saga said many of our old volumes were lost in the fire and these children have offered to help. These young ones may be able to do a great service for us. After all, in the old days, didn't the seekers venture forth outside the scriptorium? Were not humans and animals working together in harmony for the good of the scriptorium and the world? Perhaps the tradition can be revived.
1: What an auspicious day.
2: I cannot. Allow this betrayal to take place. Very well. Saga, can you take the children out for a few minutes? The council has deliberated, and now we must take a vote.
0: The children were ushered outside and left alone in the quiet corridor. Chloe, are you crazy? You just volunteered us. Out of the blue.
4: More like told. I know, I know. But I need you guys to trust me. Look, we can make a difference here. Being an adventurer isn't just about having fun. It's about helping people, remember?
1: Yeah, but did you ever think that maybe we're not the best people for this particular job?
4: No, because we're the perfect people for this job, and they need us.
0: Saga came out and shut the door behind them.
4: Well...
3: They're deciding what happens next. They might not be willing to change the way things are done, but we will know soon enough.
4: Shouldn't you be in there helping convince them?
3: I've never been one for politics. I have made my position clear. Now, we wait.
4: Well,
1: that's it for this week. To all you scribblers at home, We want to say thanks for listening, and we can't wait to see you again soon for another episode of The Scribbler Story. Please remember to subscribe and share widely with your friends. Till then.